Oh, hello there. It's the titular Matt Stewart letting you know that I'm going to be in Sydney, Australia, and then Brisbane, Australia, doing uh, short runs of my show, Dryer Dryer. Sydney from the 8th to the 12th of May, Brisbane from the 16th to the 19th of May. Hey, but also, you might not know this, I'm doing a live Who Knew It with Matt Stewart in Sydney on the 13th of May and in Brisbane on the 14th of May. Holy moly, am I looking forward to these shows uh, please get tickets for all of these now. If you use the discount code do go on, that might work. I'm not sure, but worth a try. Really hope to see you there. Um, Sydney especially. Please come along. Brisbane also, though you're buying tickets earlier, better. Sydney lift, please. All right, I'll see you soon now. On with the show. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Who Knew It with Matt Stewart, the show where the guests write the wrong answers. I'm the titular Matt Stewart, and our first guest this week is comedian Kirsty Wiebeck. Hello. Welcome, Kirsty. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry for cutting you off. <laughs> We're off to a bad start. Well, it's why I left a gap, <laughs> and then I filled the gap myself, which yeah. is weird. No, that's all right. I appreciate you and your gap-filling efforts. Bad hosting technique early. <laughs> Our second contestant is the host of Good Tucker. It's comedian Saran Jayamana. Hello. <laughs> okay. Matt, I thought you said you were going to leave any more gaps. I <laughs> know. Oh, what have I done? <laughs> I think that's just how my brain operates. It's a, oh, yeah. I just speak slow. Sure. So it, maybe I'm not even leaving a gap. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I think maybe you get you get thrown by a... By a a, a sort of a, a unique hello. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I get thrown by nearly everything. <laughs> and our third contestant is the host of the Two in the Think Tank podcast. It's comedian Alastair Tremblay Birchall. Hello. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I am Matt's thrown. In <laughs> Matt's in a state. <laughs> uh, such a joy to be here, Matthew. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me. It's been a while since we've had a, a three player game. I'm excited. And as long, as long as I am, I think that's the main thing. <laughs> I think my excitement will carry us through because you three look underwhelmed. I'm no, excited. Yeah, I'm yeah, excited I'm as well. Many I'm, of you might not realise that normally Matt does two players. Yeah, I, I know. I've been on it before, oh, ATB, so I don't occasion, know why you And on occasion one player. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't, I feel I've like never done a one-player show, Al. You, four? Never done, never done four. Jeez, I don't mind it though. Kirsty, don't you take away my opportunity to mansplain this game? <laughs> yeah, ATV, I don't know why you're insinuating I've never been on the pod before, but I'm not going to tolerate it. <laughs> I was just trying to read your faces. I was trying to read. I was like, they look, they look like they don't, they don't know. No, I think what's happened is that Matt's freaked us all out about gaps. Mm, yeah. <laughs> now we're trying to fill every gap. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been more stressed in my life. Yeah. Oh, look, don't worry about the gaps. I'll edit out any unfilled gaps. Uh, <laughs> um, every um, time someone <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put a bit of a run into my words and then a little trail at the end. 
All right. The way the show works is I ask a relatively obscure trivia question and our contestants have to write a convincing fake answer. I then read their answers as well as the real one and they have to guess which one is correct. All right. The first question comes from listener Cade uh, from Minneapolis slash St. Paul in Minnesota. Okay. The Twin Cities. Oh, really? They've written all that down. Oh, they've written it down. Okay. I thought you knew that. I mean, I do know that. Oh. But they also wrote it down. Oh. I love, I mean, it's one of the things that I love to tell people about is how Minneapolis and St. Paul and Minnesota are also known as the Twin Cities. Right. Also, both of them are the Twin. And this person is from both cities? Seems like it. Must be right on the line there. Is it that person? They and live a in twin? the slash. Are they? Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, they live on the slash. Yeah, they live on the slash. Just one leg in each town. <laughs> they also said Cade in brackets made with a K. Right. Because I'm not always the best at pronouncing sure. things. Could have been Cardo. Cardo. <laughs> Could have been Cardo. <laughs> All right. Car- <laughs> Cardo's question is, <laughs> what is a hinny? What is a hinny? All right. While they're writing their ants. Sorry, Kirsty. No, sorry. No, I, I apologise. <laughs> no one would know what happened there, but I did, I opened my mouth really wide. <laughs> As though I was about you, to you speak. made a gap. <laughs> I made a gap in with, your face with my face, <laughs> and then I pulled out um, when I realised that you were going to speak and and fill fill my gap. own gap. <laughs> anyway, sorry about. The, am I? Wasn't my mouth so big? Yeah, it was big. But as I like pu- pulled back, I was like, "Why would I have opened my mouth?" So wide? <laughs> I just You're taking I, a big run up. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. That's what I thought. Do you, do you ever have those moments in your day where you just forget you're not a shark? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kirsty, you know that Matt can't handle gaps. You can't be creating now physical gaps for Matt to deal with. <laughs> so while they're writing their answers, I'll explain how the scoring works. So you get one point if your fake answer is guessed by the other contestants and another point if you correctly guess the answer. By the way, I'm also playing as the house and I've put in two of my own fake answers for each question and I get a point for each one of those that our guests choose. So each of us can score up to three points per round. Seems fair, but the probability actually favours me. The house. (laughs) A voice broke there. And the house always wins. Though if you've listened to previous episodes, you'll know this is not necessarily the case. Anyway, our questions come from our great Patreon supporters. And if you want to submit a question, sign up on any level via patreon.com slash pod, which is linked in the show notes. Everything about recording this bit and just and just using it over and over again in each show. Oh, that's such a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> what a time saver that would be. Straight up. Well, we still have to write the answers, though. That oh, would yeah, be too true. big a gap That's for true. Matt. That's true. Matt would be like, oh. Yeah. Are you suggesting he's going to create a massive gap for himself? Yeah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't know what to do. Man on the edge of a gap. <laughs> of a gap. <laughs> All right, the answers are in. So here's question number one. What is a hinny? So you've got six options. The smallest coin used in ancient Greece. A purple perennial flower native to the Northeast American region. The offspring of a male horse and a female donkey. A barn dance from the Scottish Highlands. The produce of a New Zealand beehive or in anatomy parlance, a hinny is a belly button that is half inny, half outy. <laughs> that's in anatomy parlance. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it should be like a, a, a 
Hinty or like a hounty. <laughs> well, hey, oh, are you hinty. all of a sudden some sort of anatomy, anatomy palace <laughs> expert? Know. I'm just saying if it was like from the house. I'd love to have that. I kind of, you know, <laughs> I can correct the, gu- the gag. Really, really love to have that kind of confidence, Al, that you're just going around <laughs> correcting anatomy parlance. Okay. <laughs> Uh, do any of you need to hear any of those again? I, I actually, I, I do, and I, I feel like you knew that. Well, it's, <laughs> yeah. normally when we've got two two contestants, there's only five options. Six is quite a few to get through it's and robust. memorize. Mm. It's robust. So you got the smallest coin used in ancient Greece, a purple perennial flower native to the northeast American region, the offspring of a male horse and a female donkey, a barn dance from the Scottish Highlands, the produce of a New Zealand beehive, or in anatomy parlance. A belly button that is half inny, half outy. Can I ask why Al didn't suggest that the offspring of a horse and a donkey would be a, a honky? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, because I, I find that to be a very offensive word <laughs> <laughs> to your people. It's been used to my people for many, many centuries. And it's not anatomy parlance, I guess. Um, yeah, you couldn't, his yeah. favourite field. <laughs> Do you, um, which, way, which way are you heading here, Kirsty? Um, I, I still can't remember them, but um, but at the time I bookmarked number three. Number three, uh, the offspring of a male horse and a female donkey. Which nah, is Al? I definitely didn't bookmark <laughs> that one. <laughs> um, the one before it? Uh, purple perennial flower. Oh, that's not the <laughs> one. All, all of a sudden they all sound awful. <laughs> one of these is real. The small coin or the smallest coin. Uh, from ancient Greece, Scottish Highlands barn dance. That's what I'm going to lock in. Okay, oh. barn dance, Scottish Highlands, locking in for Saran. Um, While Kirsty's singing, you got any thoughts out here? Yeah, Al? I'm going to go the, the 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 donkey, male horse, female donkey yeah. for Al. Yeah, yeah. The honky. <laughs> I'm sorry, the hini. <laughs> Every time you say that, a tear comes into my mother's eyes. Uh, the honky is locking in uh, the offspring of a male horse and a female donkey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the flower because that's the only one I can remember. <laughs> I think that's a, I think that's a, 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 as good a reason as any. Yeah. Can I Great. just say we're dealing with some people who are good at writing some reasonable sounding answers. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of realists in this oh, thing. Yeah. And this is going to be a tough game. And I want to say good luck to you all <laughs> and uh, a good match. I, I appreciate those sentiments. And thank you for the compliment as well. No problem. Because I'm better at writing the answers to this than I am remembering them in a <laughs> sure. response. Yeah. You probably just picked your own. <laughs> I've tricked myself yeah. again. Just not good. <laughs> all right, well, let's go through who wrote the answers. The smallest coin used in ancient Greece. That was written by the house uh, with Cardé. Uh, actually, Cade wrote Cade. It, it, yeah, it rhymes with Marde. <laughs> Marde by Cade. Made with a K, <laughs> yeah. uh, make. Yeah. Um, uh, in anatomy parlance, a hini is a belly button that is half inny, half outy. That was Saren. <gasps> oh. And it is a hini. <laughs> you're, right, you're probably right. It's I apologize. Not a I wouldn't. Yeah, it's a hini. You're the, right. The produce of a New Zealand beehive, that was also the house. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think is even right. What I thought the joke was there was that in the New Zealand accent, he yeah. is like honey, but they wouldn't say honey like that. No, would they? they wouldn't. <laughs> that doesn't work. N- yeah, it doesn't work. And yeah, I understood what the joke was, but my <laughs> partner's from New Zealand. And so would- I was like, uh, no, no, she'd never say it. <laughs> How would she say honey? 
Honey. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. It's okay. like a foreign language, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's for, yeah. I mean, we, that must take you forever to just. Yeah. You know, we use a lot of to, gestures. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Communicating with a nightmare. Uh, a barn dance from the Scottish Highlands. Saran locked that in. That was Kirsty. You well did done. It. It's a tough game. Got yeah. him. A, Got him. A purple oh. perennial flower was locked in by Kirsty. That was Al. <laughs> Ow, oh, you dirty dog. Meaning the correct answer is the offspring of a male horse and a female donkey. So two <gasps> points to Al, one point to Kirsty. It's not a honky. So, this is going so well <laughs> for some of us. Yeah. For the honky. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So quick score update after one round. We've got Seren on zero points. I, you, you've played once before, Seren. I don't think you scored a point that whole game. Is that right? Oh. I don't think that's right. I think... No, that could be right. This is, <laughs> this is early in the game to be shaming him. I'm looking back. I, I have recorded all, all the scores. You scored zero points this time around. Uh, um, you know what, Kirsty? He might get points later. It's actually his maybe his only opportunity to shame him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I also I just think it's nice for the audience to know how big of a moment it will be if Seren gets a point exactly. in this game. We've been yeah. and, and you'll know as well. So mm. I think we can really celebrate it together. No one cares. Yeah. yeah. No one cares because they, they expect me to be yeah. good at this. Yeah, okay. This will be like a few weeks ago after playing with my indoor soccer team for literally like two and a half years. I scored a goal. And we're very famous for our celebrations when we score because yeah. it happens very infrequently. <laughs> but you probably heard the celebration yeah. at your house. Yeah. Like when I scored a goal and yeah. I'm just imagining that that will happen when Serene gets a point today as well. <laughs> yeah. We'll like run out into the streets with our shirts. Shirts will come off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We thought we heard a thunderclap but we went outside and it was blue skies. <laughs> I'll try to save it for somewhere near the end of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you the big finale. Yeah. Yeah. Question two. You don't want the building to catch on fire while we're <laughs> yeah, still yeah. trying to record the pod. All right. Well, that means we're up to question number two. Actually, was I halfway through the score check there? Yeah. Um, Serene on zero, the house on zero. Kirsty on one, but out in front it's ATB. Alistair Tremblay Birchall on two points. Thank you. Yay. Good job, ATB. Thank you. And I'm, good job to both of you. I'm coming. Thanks. I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Here's question number two. This one comes from Ashley Dickinson from Bradford in West Yorkshire. I've been to Bradford. Really? What's sure. Bradford like? Uh, Bradford's nice. I mean, it's right near Leeds. Oh, yes. And, and I had a partner for many years from Leeds, and so I spent a bit of time in Leeds. How did they say, honey? Honey. <laughs> Jeez, I was sweating in that yeah. gap you left there. <laughs> sweating in the honey. Oh, All right. On. So Ashley's question is, which of these is a real erotic novel self-published in 2015 by prolific author Chuck Tingle? Which of these is a real erotic novel self-published in 2015 by prolific author Chuck Tingle? So you've just got to give us a fake erotic novel title. And while you're writing your answers, here's some more info on hemis. According to Cade, although most people are familiar with mules, that term is only used to refer to the offspring of a male donkey and a female horse. A female donkey is called a jenny. And males are called Jack. So Hinny is a portmanteau of horse and Jenny. According to Wiki, in general terms, in both the mule and Hinny, the four parts and head of the animal are similar to those of the sire, while the hind parts and tail are more similar to those of the dam. 
A hinny is generally smaller than a mule, with shorter ears and a lighter head. Uh, the tail is tasseled like that of its donkey mother. So that's interesting. The they get from their father. If I understand this right, they get their head from their dad. That's so strange. I don't understand science at all. And unfortunately, they've got three scientists joining us on the show today, but they're all deep in question writing mode, so they can't um, I was just <laughs> make thinking, any sense of it for me. I was just thinking how hard it was to come up with an answer with your dulcet tones <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Every time I thought I had a thought, I'd be like, oh, there he is again. Is, He's still banging on about the hitty. <laughs> <laughs> Just let me write the title of a sexy novel, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, Hinny, horny. No, there he is again. He's wrecking it. (laughs) The horny honky. (laughs) I hate my answer so much. (laughs) Yucky. I'd like to write an erotic novel. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'd take a page out of Chuck Tingle's book and self-publish one. Uh, if mine, yeah, if my name was Kirsty Tingle, I'd absolutely get onto the erotica. Yeah. Absolutely. Kirsty Tingly. I don't know. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> no, it does, it does putting, change the tone quite Yeah, a putting bit. the Y on the, the y. end really messed me up. Yeah. <laughs> tingly. Alistair Tingly Birchall. Yeah, that's nice. All right. So the answers are in. Here is question number two. Which of these is a real erotic novel self-published in 2015 by prolific author Chuck Tingle? Adventures of Clyde Wiener, Penis Cop. A Lover's Lust. Splooge McDuck in Fuck Tales. The Side of the Road and How I Railed It. Single, ready to mingle. So let's get down, Mr. Chuck Tingle. Or Pounded in the Butt by My Own Butt. (laughs) What? Yeah, wow. I'm going to need to hear those again. Pounded in the butt by my own butt. I don't think they know how being pounded in the butt works. I can't believe you're doubting Chuck's work. (laughs) So you've got Adventures of Clyde Wiener, Penis Cop, A Lover's Lust, Splooge McDuck and Fuck Tales, The Side of the Road and How I Railed It, Single, Ready to Mingle, So Let's Get Down, Mr. Chuck Tingle. Or pounded in the butt by my own butt. Uh, one of these is real. Virtually all of them suck. So we do. Do you think all that. of them could be self-published? I oh, aggressively so. Do you know what? I don't hate my answer anymore. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's self- you, you can you can see just the penguin from Penguin Books just keep putting its hands up yeah. and not, and it's like, I'm not putting my, no. t- touching that. We're not no. publishing that. No. Um, I, I feel like I'm putting any skill to figuring out what the other one, the real one is here. And I'm just going to reward mm. pounded in the butt by my own butt. Reward good writing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love poetry. <laughs> and uh, is that a hockey? <laughs> Also, ATB is going to be relieved to find out that that isn't correct so that then he can use it yeah. for his debut my erotic novel. Man, I'm going to use it for my change of the title of my comedy festival show. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I hope you've got that I think sweet 10.30pm yeah. time slot. I got 6.30. Out of work, straight into the butt pounding with the butt. It's, it's more than a tingle though, I reckon. Yeah, that's if true. You, it's pounding 
I don't think I think it's too strong. For it, it'll have to be like Alistair yeah, too tingly throbbing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's aggr- <laughs> it's aggressive. Uh, I think I'm going to play straight down the line and just say a lover's lust. All right, lover's lust for Saran. Locking that in. Oh. What are you thinking? Are you regretting being here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking I wish I was still in bed. Uh, <laughs> never. I, I'd i like to go with the wiener cop. Wiener cop. Yeah, I, I feel like I'd, I don't actually believe that that's it. But <laughs> like, like ATB, I'd like I, to reward, reward it. Good running. <laughs> yeah. I actually cop. think I, you know, if I had any sense, I would change my answer to that. I think that that feels like. Yeah, the if one you about any being sense. railed. Yeah. By if the I had road. any sense, I'd change my answer to that right now. Yeah, but since, since you're committed to throwing the game, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like I got too big a lead. I'm getting cocky. Yeah, but I'm getting even more butty in my own butt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think we should uh, we should go through who wrote the answers here. Uh, <laughs> Firstly, uh, Splooge McDuck and Fucktails. That was written by the house. Uh, I, I really wished it was that one as well. <laughs> I was pretty happy with that, but, you know. <laughs> Fucktails, very subtle. Uh, yeah, mm. I, I like the subtlety of it. I thought Chuck could have written that. Uh, mm. The Side of the Road and How I Railed It, that was Alistair Trombley Birchall. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't feel good about it. No, I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> no one rewarded the good writing. No, no that was, yeah, it didn't make sense. Probably we need to refer to the fence on the side of the road. A single ready to mingle. So let's get down, Mr. Chuck Tingle. That was written by Saran. Oh, that was good. It, that is good. <laughs> yeah, but it's an erotic book, not a poetry book. So. True. <laughs> Auto, erotic autobiography? Do they do those? <laughs> Auto-erotic asphyxiation <laughs> biography. biography. <laughs> uh, Adventures of Clyde Wiener, Penis Cop. That was written by The House. Oh, it did oh reek of The House. God. Well, it was written by Ashley, I should say. Did it, did it have a bit of West Yorkshire about it? I mean, I heard that in a Bradford accent. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but I was still committed to choosing it. And how does that sound? Yeah, Hun- nah. Honey. <laughs> honey. <laughs> Honey. Saren <laughs> uh, picked a lover's lust. That was written by Kirsty. <gasps> Meaning the correct oh. answer is pounded in the butt by my own butt. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> How did this happen? No. So one point to Al, one point to Kirsty, and one point to the house. Saren, <laughs> I don't know how you've done it again. <laughs> You're a moth to the flame with I'm, my I'm, answers, Saren. No, I'm building suspense. <laughs> you are. Pounded in the butt. By my own butt. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you love or hate hearing this, but he's written a sequel which is called Pounded in the Butt by My Book, Pounded in the Butt by My Own Butt. <laughs> <laughs> that makes oh. more sense. That's yeah. actually That does. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. that, See, that title, sounds like a good night in. Titles like that how you, is, is how you move you some units. Yeah. <laughs> well, I... I Genuinely want to read it now. Like I just want to know what this act is. Mm. Pounded yeah. in the butt by my I, own butt. I want to. There's so many. He's written so many great titles, and I want to tell them all to you now. But I'm definitely using them in future episodes. <laughs> so I don't want to burn them here today. Um, but uh, when uh, when you're writing the next question, I'm going to tell the listeners uh, the synopsis of. Pounded in the butt by my own butt. So I look forward to you being distracted again. Yeah, I was about to say, can you do it quietly so I can write my answer? <laughs> uh, here is question number three. This one was written by Elsa from Tassie. 
And the question is, on the 19th of February, 1982, a rock star made the news in Texas. Who was the rock star and what had they done? On the 19th of February, 1982, a rock star made the news in Texas. Who was the rock star and what had they done? What was the date again, sorry? 19th of Feb, 1982. So while you're writing your answers, I'm going to let the audience know a bit more about Pound in the Butt by my own butt. According to Goodreads, uh, this is its synopsis. Kirk is a scientific researcher on the leading edge of cloning technology, but his team has reached a standstill. In an effort to stabilise rapid clone growth, researchers have been taking DNA from various parts of their bodies and combining it with small amounts of animal DNA. But when the scientists combine samples from Kirk's butt, brain and a hawk, the resulting effect is a handsome, living ass who immediately sweeps Kirk off his feet over a candlelit dinner for two. Kirk has finally found a lover that truly understands him and is very core, his own gay ass. (laughs) I mean, I'm in. That's the the synopsis. I want to hear more. I want to see this as a daytime movie. Yeah, I'd like to see it on at midday on a Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Of all the animals to splice to create a a living butt, a hawk. So that was an interesting one to choose. Yeah. What what would you choose? (laughs) I feel like what's I feel like you know like a hippo or some some sort of chunkier animal for a living butt. What about a horse? A horse, like horses, fantastic butts. Horses have lovely bums. <laughs> um, like yeah, I, I don't have a bum, and horses I, like, have lovely bums. They got lovely bums. Mm. They do like very shapely. I'd love to have a horse. Oh bum. man! As someone who has a lot of trouble filling a trouser, and, <laughs> and that's like an old Very, school uh, put down, isn't it? Your horse's ass. Yeah, that should be a compliment. It should be. I'd love someone to call mm. me a horse's ass. Because like, thank you, thanks for noticing. A lot of. A lot of ass is upper leg, isn't it? And they got to, is that, that leg's getting so thick by the time they get to the ass bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's curvy. It's very curvy. It's very, it's got a beautiful, luscious hurt hair mm. <laughs> kind of thing you look for on any ass. <laughs> a luscious hair. It always looks like it's recently shampooed ass. Oh yeah. Pantene. Pantene. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I had to fill the gap in <laughs> by repeating a key word. <laughs> All right, all the answers are in. Here is question number three. On the 19th of February, 1982, a rock star made the news in Texas. Who was the rock star and what have they done? Here are your six options. Annie Lennox ate a then record amount of kippers in a (laughs) 10-minute sitting. Hmm. Eddie Van Halen was brought in for smoking in the lobby of the St. Mary's Hospital. Ozzy Osbourne urinated on a statue dedicated to people who died in a battle. (laughs) <laughs> a battle <laughs> A battle <laughs> Not a battle <laughs> God, That's so disrespectful A, a nondescript battle <laughs> They were fighting over a shopping trolley at Walmart, okay But it was a battle Uh Keith Richards on stage during a concert, he pounded himself in the butt with his own butt. (laughs) Gene Simmons was intoxicated on daytime TV and controversially proclaimed that his tongue was bigger than Jesus. 
or Jimmy Buffett performed an acoustic version of classical poet Chuck Tingle's famous tomb, Tugged on the Knob by my own knob. <laughs> <laughs> Tome, not tomb, I think. <laughs> yeah. Tugged on the knob. <laughs> uh, do you need to hear those again? I get you a, a knob curling over <laughs> and giving the that one is giving possible. the knob yeah, a that, handy. But yeah, a knobby. <laughs> giving it a knobby. A reach around. A reach around yeah. knobby. So, so you had Annie Lennox with the kippers, Eddie Van Halen uh, smoking in a hospital, Ozzy Osbourne urinating on a statue. Keith Richards pounding himself in the butt with his own butt. Gene Simmons saying that his tongue was bigger than Jesus. Or Jimmy Buffett uh, <laughs> performing uh, the Chuck Tingle's famous tome, <laughs> tugged on the knob by my own knob. Um, does does it say that the that the paint face guy that he exposed himself as well? Is that what he said? No, he just proclaimed that his tongue okay, was bigger right. than so, Jesus. Yeah. Jeez, you've <laughs> That was. There's nothing in there <laughs> remotely <laughs> close to exposing himself. Yeah, yeah. So I you're writing I, your own f- yeah. fan fiction now. Well, I'm, I'm, what is the question? Like, you would- <laughs> the question is: uh, in 1982, a rock star made the news in Texas. Made the news. Yeah. Te- yeah. Okay. So Texas, I think is it's in the south. It's quite religious. Mm. So I'm going to say it was the. Face paint guy exposing himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not an option. The face paint guy. No, it's uh, yeah. The tongue. He's saying his tongue is bigger than Jesus. Gene Simmons saying his tongue's bigger than Jesus. Looking that in for Saran. Hmm. What are you thinking, Al Kirsty? Any any thoughts here? Mm. Oh, God, I mean, any Lennox eating those kippers. <laughs> <laughs> What is a kipper? It's a fish. A little fish. A little, fish. A little fish. Yeah. She wasn't just eating some. She was setting a then record. Yeah. It feels out of character for her. <laughs> yeah, I've never known Annie to smash some little fish. It does feel like a, that's a like after the bad news. Just a light little story to go out <laughs> yeah. to yeah, the yeah. weather. And Annie yeah. Lennox. <laughs> the project would love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what a battle! Was it? Um, well, I mean, you know, th- th- these are all just um, obviously they're just summarized. Yeah, that's right. It would be a specific battle. Yeah, it's just yeah, not yeah. written here. Yeah. Don't defend it. <laughs> Look, uh, surrender. Have you locked one in? Yeah. Which one did you lock in? I went for the uh, uh, Jane Simmons t- tongue bigger than Jesus. Being drunk uh, and saying his tongue was bigger than Jesus. Yeah. Well, I didn't know he was drunk. He was intoxicated. Yeah. He might not have been drunk. What's no. the Eddie Van Halen look? Uh, he was brought in for smoking in the lobby of the St. Mary's Hospital. Mm-hmm. Did you hear my throat just then? <laughs> I made a weird noise. Yuck. It's, a, it's, <laughs> it's a bit of fun uh, seeing what everyone thinks of as a rock star as well. Yeah. Well, this is a problem. I don't think of anyone as a rock star. Yeah. So when, I, when the question was posed to me, I was like, <laughs> ugh. <laughs> <laughs> who? Yeah. I I like someone who was already newsworthy in 82 as well. Well, yeah, that's the thing, right, because, that, like, I was born in that year, so mm. it's really hard. Actually, I was born on December the 11th in 1982, oh so it's really hard for me to remember <laughs> mm. the events 
prior to December 11th. Yes. After that, <laughs> crystal clear. Crystal clear. Like yeah. if, if, if it what had happened Christmas. on the 13th of December, bang, no problem. I know that's who right. that is. Yeah. 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 Annie Lennox but, eating the kippers. <laughs> that's right. But unfortunately. It's a bit of a red herring, that one, because, yeah, yeah she set that record <laughs> months later. But, so yeah. Turns out it was a sil- silver kipper. <laughs> One silver kipper. Oh, look, we, we're we going to be here for the rest of our lives, so um, we've got to make a call, ATB. And, uh, I'm going to go with Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne for Al. Oof. You can go the same or you can go a different way, obviously. Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> You've already locked one in, sir. So you want to change your answer? <laughs> no, I'm suggesting for Kirsty. <laughs> Mate. Come on. Was that the tugging his own knob with his own knob? You've got to reward the writing. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. um, Let's go with Annie Lennox. Annie Lennox. (laughs) Everything within me saying no. (laughs) Don't Kirsty, but I've done it. All right, it's locked in. So let's go through who wrote these answers. Uh, Jimmy Buffett performing tugged on his knob by his own knob. No, that's all right, but close enough. That was written by Saran. Yeah. Hey, you nearly got us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You nearly got us. (laughs) Uh, Keith Richard uh, panning himself in the butt with his own butt. That was written by Kirsty. Oh, Oh, nearly got you. Nearly got you. Uh, Eddie Van Halen being brought in for smoking in St. Mary's Hospital. That was written by Al. And I really liked Al's work there. What was that Eddie Van Halen one again? (laughs) I was trying to bring it back in the the global consciousness, you know. That was like, I would have thought the the most believable one, but- no takers at all. It's, you know, it's because I thought the question was what was a, 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 like a rock star arrested for. Oh, gotcha. And I was like, oh. And then I found out it was the news. And I was like, it's obviously the Kippers. <laughs> <laughs> and then I didn't vote for it. Uh, Annie Lennox and the Kippers. That was written by the house. Oh, I hate the house. <laughs> when I wrote it, I was like, I wonder what a Kipper is. <laughs> and I didn't think to look it up. So I was glad that Al was able to tell me. I think uh, we all chimed in actually. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to get defensive, but um, my knowledge of kippers is something I'm very proud of. Uh, Gene Simmons saying that his tongue was bigger than Jesus. That was also written by the house. Oh, that was, I thought that was definitely it for a while, but I didn't want to copy thread. (laughs) Um, Meaning the correct answer was Ozzy Osbourne urinated on a statue dedicated to people who died in a battle. In a battle. (laughs) The Battle of Alamo. Yeah, but oh. why didn't it say in the Battle of Alamo, not just a battle? <laughs> well, I mean, it's still true. <laughs> no, it is true, but it just sounds so silly. Like you, picked the, you, kip, you picked kippers and you're saying this one sounds silly? Okay. You know who sounded silly, Kirsty? You locking in Annie Lennox. Look, I don't normally turn on a guest like that, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, is it, does this podcast have a bullying and harassment policy? <laughs> yeah, you got to talk to. We'll me. send you through to the HR later. <laughs> <laughs> so that means uh, one point ATB, one uh, two points to the house this round. Meaning, after three rounds, the scores are Saran on zero points. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. <laughs> Kirsty on two points. The house on three points, but still out in front on four points. It's Alice said Trombley Birchall. He's a cheat. This He's a cheat. Kirsty's like, I don't want to copy Saran because she knows so far. <laughs> <on that level." laughs> I'm like, if there's anyone in this room, I'm not going to copy. <laughs> All right, that brings us up to question number four. This one comes from Haley from Calgary in Canada. Uh, also, I just want to quickly note that last week's question about spiders was written by Rachel Rook from Darug Country in Australia. I accidentally read out the wrong name. Good and joke. it's been bugging me all week. Arachnid, actually. Arachnid. Uh, sorry, it's been arachnid me. 
Um, anyway, Haley's question is, which of these is a real species of bug? Okay. I'm so mad. <laughs> which of these are real species of bug? So you've just got to come up with a fake species of bug. And while you're doing that, here's a little more info on Aussie's urination incident from songfacts.com. In San Antonio for a show on his Diary of a Madman tour, Ozzy has a few dozen too many drinks and passes out in a stupor. His wife slash manager, Sharon, clothes him in her dress and ballerina shoes to deter him from going outside, but the plan fails. Ozzy wanders out into the San Antonio night in his wife's clothes. He eventually feels the need to empty his bladder and selects a seemingly insignificant statue upon which to do the deed. After being accosted by police, the Prince of Darkness quickly discovers that the statue is anything but insignificant. Rather, it is the Alamo Cenotaph, a 60-foot-high statue raised in 1939 to honour the Texans who died there at a battle. It is adjacent to the mission in the Alamo Plaza. The Texans do not take kindly in its defilement. Aussie is banned for life from San Antonio. The story sneaks into the media and quickly morphs into the legend that Aussie peed on the Alamo itself, which is not actually quite true. It is, in fact, very fortunate for Aussie that it was not the Alamo mission, as an Alamo guide explains that the rock star would have been beaten within an inch of his life if it had have been. Aussie instantly regrets the incident. He's released on a $40 bond paid by Jack Auburn, the promoter of Osborne's concert that night. Ten years later, Aussie donates $10,000 to the Daughters of the Republic of Texas and his ban from the city is lifted. He chalks the whole thing up to the evils of intoxication. <laughs> do, you, do you think that 40 bucks that they had to pay to get him out of, um, out of prison, out of jail, do you think uh, they were able to make that back <laughs> on that night show? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. While you're still writing your answers, let's go to a quick break. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, everyone's answers are in. So here's question number four. Which of these is a real species of bug? Here are your six options. The shiny glove bug. Wingle Wangle, Horny Rhino Beetle, Common Cockchafer, The Spangled Poet Aphid, or Ooh No Yuck, Yuck Bug. Sounds like Kirsty. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Yuck, Yuck Bug. Yeah, that's, that is me when I see bugs. Yeah. But the. Have you ever named a bug? Uh, yeah. Yeah, what about would you name Three a minutes bug? ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling you what I would name a bug, Saran. <laughs> Is this you desperately grabbing at that point? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what I'd call a bug. Oh, no, yuck, yuck, bug. <laughs> Don't lock that one in, Saran. <laughs> Have you actually ever given like a, a bug a name like Charles or Bob or something like that, like as a kind of a fun little? As a pet. I, yeah. I, I, I've done that to a spider. Like to try and anthropomorphize it because I'm so arachnophobic. Yeah, right. And I read this thing one time about somebody who'd like, yeah, tried to give it human characteristics like 
you know, mentally for themselves. Like a job and. Um, yeah, just out there providing for me. He's an accountant. <laughs> Very quick on the keyboard. Eight legs, amazing. <laughs> How do you type? <laughs> With my arms and legs. Describing, <laughs> describing surrender. <laughs> You don't type with your arms and legs? All right. Well, fair enough. <laughs> That's why I'm You've got a lot. You've got a lot of time in your day, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, I've, I, and or it was, was somewhat successful. Mm, that's good. As well, Like I am definitely still um, arachnophobic, but I, I allowed this spider to live in a corner of the bathroom for quite a while. It sounds like you have to do it one, you have to do it with every spider. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to get to know them one as individuals. One by one. Literally. Because yeah. the next one's trying to kill you. Yeah, but are they more like trying to kill other bugs, right? I think that that that's something that I reckon helps some people as well when realise that they're yeah when they're a helper. They're a helper. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I did that with bees successfully. Like I was terrified of bees when I was younger, but mm. I learned enough about them that I was like they're miracle workers. Yeah, and ever since I haven't been scared of them. Yeah, but spiders are oh no yuck yuck. <laughs> I was just when you talk about that spider being quick on the keyboard, I realized that spiders would would only be able to push one key with each leg, but they could do they could touch type by by using multiple legs. Yeah, it'd be like they're tap. But we, you realize that we have ten fingers. Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, so that's really downgrade. That's, yeah, I see what Seren's Sir, implying that it's easier for us to type than a spider. <laughs> uh, but do you type with your pinky? You kind I do. of only use your your. No, I your use spi- my pinky. Do you? Yeah, oh. I, I genuinely do. I'm not just saying that to troll you, oh, yeah, but I gen- I've got a very active pinky. Yeah, right. Well, you I can, apologize. You can see as well. You can tell. Sorry, listeners, you oh, won't yeah. be able to see this, but um, I'm showing these three good humans my ripped pinky. Yeah, oh, they are they are they've yeah. got six packs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, they're huge. They're I said rimped. <laughs> I hope nobody noticed. <laughs> they did now. Rimped, rimped like a shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> shrimp look like they're all abs, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are ripped. They're ripped. They're rimped. They're rimped. They're rimped. <laughs> uh, you're probably going to need to hear them again now. <laughs> it's been a while since I've read them out the first time. We've got the shiny glove bug, wingle wangle, horny rhino beetle, common cockchafer, spangled poet aphid, or uno yuck yuck bug. I mean, does anybody else want to have? I feel like I have a strong answer that I would like to pick, but I'm happy. Okay, to go, go. I'm, I think the horny rhino, rhino beetle. Okay, horny um, rhino beetle. I'm rooting for that one. For Alistair. Yeah. You're I, rooting for the pun, horny. Pun intended. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we're allowed to pick the same ones as others. I know nobody else has picked it, but I feel like it's such a good answer that everybody should pick it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that would guarantee that I – no, it wouldn't actually. I could stay on zero still. Um, <laughs> I am going to go with the uh, common cockchafer. Common cockchafer for Seren. <laughs> oh. From experience. Yeah. This is, this is hard for me. Because I, they're both my favourite choices. Mm. Got to go for one of them, Kirsty. Or do you want to go half a point for two? What's that one? We're making up new rules now. <laughs> you can't do that. What's maybe, that? Maybe my first point can be a half. Point. <laughs> yeah. What, what was that one before? The wing wing? Uh, wingle wangle. Wingle wangle. Mm. Wingle wangle. Wingle wangle. So you got shiny glove bug, wingle wangle, horny rhino beetle, common cockchafer. The Spangled Poet Aphid or Ooh, No, Yuck, Yuck, Bug. <laughs> There's two commas in that name. Is that normal for a, a bug name? <laughs> Having so much punctuation. <laughs> let's let's go out on a lib here and go wingle wangle. 
Winkle Wangle, okay. <laughs> I know, I know everyone's him. doubting me. I love it because you picked yeah. outside of your two favourites. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. The, for some reason it just feels devastating to me if you choose the same answer right. as someone else yep. and it's wrong. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> you're loading I mean? up points for someone. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah, oh, that's, yeah, that, that'll be why. I forgot. Yeah, yeah the person gets points. Mm. Maybe that is why. But, yeah, I'm like, it's a crushing blow. So I like to spread it out. <laughs> Great, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, if, if multiple people get the right answer, what a beautiful moment that would be. You know, on the other hand. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, no, that's true. That'll be euphoria. One of the few <laughs> moments you get to share. You know, you're a combatant. But all of a sudden, you can share a, a moment of joy. Yeah, it'd bring it. It'd bring us together. It, it would. All right, let's go through who wrote the answers. Uno, yuck, yuck, bug. That was written by the house. Oh, <laughs> you couldn't. You couldn't tell. <laughs> uh, the spangled poet aphid was written by Al. Hello. That was good. Thank you. That one tricked me a bit. Thank you. The shiny glove bug was written by Seren. So Ooh. still no point to Seren there. <laughs> Uh, the that was me trying to write a believable one <laughs> as well. <laughs> the Wingle Wangle picked by Kirsty. That was written by the house, in particular oh. Haley, the question writer. Oh, Haley, you tricker. You got me. Uh, the Horny Rhino Beetle uh, was written by Kirsty. So hey. point out to Kirsty, meaning well the correct played. answer was the common cock chafer. One yes. point for Saran. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> Never before seen footage. <laughs> one full point. <laughs> so one point to the house, one point to Kirstie, and one point to Seren. Ding, 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 ding. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Oh, apparently the cops aren't happy I brought a conch. <laughs> wow. I, I just thought I'd, I'd do a new sound I've never done on a podcast before. You, that was great. Was I literally yeah. thought there was like an air raid. <laughs> yeah. Air raid. Go to the bunker. Go to the stupid old studio's bunker. Yeah. <laughs> just when Sarek made his come back, <laughs> there's an air raid and we've got to cancel the podcast. <laughs> uh, so a quick score update after four rounds. Uh, Saran is on one point. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, Kirsty on three points, but out in front on four points is the house and Alistair Tremblay Birchall. Whoa. Tied with the house. It's Tied very the house. close to the top. Uh, everyone but Saran within one point of each other. <laughs> As we move into question number five, only three questions to go. This one comes from Brian Nichols from Melbourne, who wrote What were the famous last words of artist, writer, and filmmaker Derek Jarman? What were the famous last words of artist, writer, and filmmaker Derek Jarman? While you're writing your answers, here's some more info about the common cockchafer. Where people can submit their question, there's also a section for fun facts they can write. And for this, Haley just wrote, no fun fact, it just has the word cock in it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it does. (laughs) Spot on, Haley. You get the tone of the show and I appreciate that. Uh, according to Wiki, the name cockchafer derives from the late 17th century usage of cock in the sense of expressing size or vigor, plus chafer, which simply means an insect of this type, referring to its propensity for gnawing and damaging plants. As such, the name cockchafer can be understood to mean large plant gnawing beetle and is applicable to its history as a pest animal. Fun fact, 
there have been four Royal Navy ships named HMS Cockchafer. <laughs> All right. The answers are in. Here is question number five. What were the famous last words of artist, writer, and filmmaker Derek Jarman? And cut. That's a wrap. <laughs> I, I want the world to be filled with white fluffy duckies. Please, no, I don't want to die. You're born, you live, blah, 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 blah. Can you pass me that glass? Or Bomberclat, Jarman be about to meet Jar, man. <laughs> <laughs> What was that? What was that last one? <laughs> I'll go through them all again. You got and cut. That's a wrap. I want the world to be filled with white fluffy duckies. Please no. I don't want to die. You're born. You live. Blah 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 blah. Can you pass me that glass or bomberclat? <laughs> Jarman be about to meet Jar man. I don't. I don't understand the last one. But I hate it. <laughs> Possibly in the telling, you know. The reading might have made it more confusing than it was maybe written. But I wasn't there. I wasn't nah, there. You weren't there. At the, you know, the, the last moments of Derek Jarman. So. I mean, I'm, ass- I'm assuming you weren't there. I mean. You can't you, prove I was there. You saying that you weren't there <laughs> is exactly yeah. what someone who was there would say. I know, man. I certainly wasn't there, Kirsty. <laughs> Do we know how Derek Jarman died? Uh, Was it murder? <laughs> well, no, 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 I can't say. I can't say. <laughs> you I there. choose not to say because I wasn't there. <laughs> wow. Uh, Do you think I can hear them one more time? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm relieved. At this time, <laughs> nail the performance. Okay. And cut. That's a wrap. I want the world to be filled with white fluffy duckies. Please, no, I don't want to die. You're born, you live, blah, 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 blah. Can you pass me that glass? Or Bomberclat, Jarman be about to meet Jarm, man. Oof. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I hated even more (laughs) things. Now, Kirsty, I don't think you've locked one in first yet. Do you want to just lock one in? Because you this means you don't have to be put off by someone else locking something. Yeah, great. I love that. Uh, Let's go and cut that's a wrap. And cut. That's a wrap. It's Kirstie. so sassy. I, I doubt that that's the answer, but it's sassy. Mm. And I'm probably going to become a filmmaker now so I can use that when yeah, I'm dying. I, I like it. I've used this kind of question a few times. And, it, yeah, there are some that are clearly pre-planned. They're yeah. like, oh, I'm, I'm about to go here. Time to yeah. say the line. And then just having to, like, be silent for as long as it takes till you yeah. die. <laughs> yeah. I, I want actually, people to remember my great last line. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll just, Ooh. as a comedian, maybe I'll just go, uh, you've been a wonderful audience. Thanks so much for being here. Are you confusing death with Whoa. napping? Or <laughs> yeah, could, mates, I die every night at 9 It could be PM. death by like sleep apnea or something. <laughs> Look, as I did it, I was like, I don't know. I don't think this is going to happen. <laughs> well, it's hard to, on a podcast, it's hard to portray death, isn't it? Yeah, but I would suggest you don't do it by snoring. <laughs> no. But they say after after the brain dies, the back of the throat continues to live for another five yeah. minutes. <laughs> Obstructed by your tongue. 
<laughs> I guess you could have done like a beep of a, one of those machines at the hospital. That's maybe the sound you could do. I'm just trying to that, think of a yeah, sound you no, could make. you're right. There's so many things that I could have done that <laughs> that's, a, that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that plays. I think, I think that can. works, yeah. It'd be good to do that. Al, do you have a thought here, Saran? Who are we locking in? Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. That's a good Saren. one. Yeah, That's a good one. That was where my thinking was. I'm also going to go for blah, blah, blah. Okay, blah, 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 blah. blah. <laughs> Al, all right. Well, let's go through the answers. Bomberclat. Jarman be about to meet Jarman was written by Al. <laughs> and I've, I've been hanging out for this moment. What does this mean? Well, I think I'm referring to... Um, Yahweh. Yeah, yeah, Yahweh. Oh, people, so it's not... I shouldn't be saying Jar. I should have been saying Yah. No, I, I mean, I would probably just say Jah because that's how I've always heard it. You know, at least Ali G say it. Um, <laughs> and so I think I was... Oh, Bomberclats and Ali G. Kind of, I think it's more of like a Rastafarian right. kind of, you know, like Caribbean culture maybe. This is Al getting revenge because you called him honky and he's like, let's see who's <laughs> that's racist. That's right, yeah. I he know. made you put on a fake patois. <laughs> yeah. Well, did, did I put it on? No, <laughs> you, you seem to I be think- really trying. Trying not to say it properly. Well, I just wasn't quite sure how it was meant to be said, but it was because I'm so glad that you didn't take the bait. Yeah, and you didn't. Put if you on put a in brackets, Ali G accent, then I would have probably known where you're going. Anyway, um, I should have put me Julie. Yeah, if you put me Julie, <laughs> uh, Can you pass me that glass? I was written by Kirsty. And no one took no, the bait, so which is, so uh, I don't know. I was, I good, couldn't concentrate. That would be good. Good last words. Yeah, yeah. I reckon as well. Mm. Please, yeah, thank you. please no, I don't want to die. That was written by Seren. Oh. Uh, you're born. Oh, sorry. And cut. That's a wrap. That was written by the house. I hate the house. One point of the house there. You're born, you live, blah, 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 blah. Also written by the house. Oh, so maximum no. three points of the house. I hate this. I don't like winning, Kirsty. Oh. And that means the real answer is I want the world to be filled with white fluffy duckies. Oh, that was the, well, I hated that one the most. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, what a wasted any, opportunity. Yeah, didn't have any... Consistency and no relevance. Uh, we're up to question six. Two more questions to go. This oh one gosh. comes from. Oh, do you want a quick score check? That's oh, brutal. Absolutely. Well, I need you. I need you three to lift now, because the scores are Serena one point, Kirsty on three points, Alistair on four points, but way out in front now is the house on seven points. Rigged. But as the house just showed, you can get three points any round, and it's it's very quickly. Don't boast. It doesn't suit you, the house. <laughs> Even Seren, if he gets maximum points the last two rounds, he will level with the house. Even so, Seren, even historically is the worst guest we've ever seen on the pot. <laughs> That's not what I was saying. <laughs> Seren often sacrifices himself with silly answers for the entertainment of the listeners, and I think that's a noble cause. Okay, here's question number six. <laughs> Vitali Sparacello from Italy, who says he previously lived in Bordeaux, and also Durham in the UK and Albuquerque in New Mexico. He's been around and he doesn't care who knows it. <laughs> so Vitaly's question is, what happened the night of the 30th of October 2013 in Bordeaux, France? What happened the night of the 30th of October 2013 in Bordeaux, France? While you're writing those answers, here's some more info on Derek Jarman. He was an English artist, filmmaker, costume designer, stage designer, writer, gardener and gay rights activist. He could do it all. Uh, he directed many films. He's seen as being very influential. But he also uh, directed a bunch of music clips for bands such as The Smiths, 
Pet Shop Boys, Sex Pistols, Brian Ferry, and Wang Chung. Fantastic group of bands that is. <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> All right, the answers are in. Here's question number six. What happened the night of the 30th of October 2013 in Bordeaux, France? The wine ran out on the second day of the annual wine festival La Vie en Rosé. How's my French there? Très bien, Mathieu. <laughs> uh, how would that? How do you think that would be said? La vie en rosé. La vie en rosé. Oh my god! That, oh. Fuck! That sounded so good. Uh, <laughs> the wine ran out of on the second day of the annual wine festival, La vie en rosé, sparking a revolt of the paying participants, now known as the War of the Rosés. A secret meeting was held between dissatisfied parties who believed that the French football team's management needed to be overthrown. Due to a mishap, they accidentally ate hash brownies, curtailing the meeting, but causing them to have an epiphany that football isn't really worth getting so worked up about. (laughs) (laughs) Hundreds of fish fell from the sky completely inexplicably. On this fateful night, a battle was fought that would years later be represented in a statue. That Ozzy Osbourne pisses on. Uh, a group of five guys stole a llama from a circus and went on a bender, which included a ride on a tram. <laughs> or Guillaume Laplace broke into an escargot farm and ate the whole season's crop in one sitting. He spent eight weeks in hospital due to snail poisoning. Okay, so you got the six options there. One of these things really happened. I don't think what is at an escargot farm is called a crop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's been a bumper crop this year. (laughs) Ah, the snails have been fucking like crazy. You've got to scrape them off the ground, I assume. It's a nightmare. <laughs> a, crop, a crop of best car go, lol. <laughs> love that. Mm. What are you thinking, Kirsty? Oof. I'm having a rough one. Mm, yeah. I've got uh, answers number one and two, amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got uh, the War of the Rosés. You've got the football people having an epiphany. Yep. You've got hundreds of fish falling from the sky. You've got uh, a fateful night where a battle was fought that would years later be represented in a statue. You've got five guys stealing a llama from a circus, going on a bender, including a tram ride, or the guy who broke into an escargot farm and ate the whole season's crop in one sitting. All right. It's fish from the sky or llamas for me. Um all oh, right, because I already did um, a fish-based one with Annie Lennox. <laughs> you did. Um, this is how fish I'm gonna, has got th- sent you down the wrong path yeah. once. Yeah, you won't is, fall this, for that again. Yeah, that red herring. That's right. <laughs> this, this is how I'll differentiate. Yeah, they're on par. I'm going to go with the llama, the stolen llama. Llama for Kirsty. Fish, fish falling from the sky. Fish from the sky for Seren. I'm also going for fish. Also for fish for <laughs> Al. All right, let's go through the answers. Who wrote them? Uh, the War of the Rosés, that was written by the house. Couldn't tell. <laughs> Fatali in particular, although I did add the uh, War of the Rosés, which I thought was a beautiful touch. <laughs> it was, but it also reeked of you. It was a giveaway. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the football uh, trying to overthrow. 
the two guys trying to overthrow the football, French football, but um, having an epiphany. That was also the house. Guadalupe <laughs> uh, Laplace uh, breaking into the escargot farm. Uh, that was Alistair. Now, how many words did I pronounce wrong in that? Well, it's just, it's Guillaume. Damn it. Why would you give me a I name know. like that I to read? Well, to make it you believable. Were, you, you got a question about France. I assumed you got you. You went through all the baby names and pronunciations. You got to do a lot of research before coming up with a French I go, question. I was going to go Guy. Oh yeah, but then you would have read that guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I know Guy. Oh, you know Because there was a tennis player called. I always thought it was Guy, guy Forget, but it was Guy Forget. Oh. <laughs> but it, it reads like Guy Forget. <laughs> I'm like, what a great name. Guy Forget. What's your name? Yeah, guy Forget. What about you? Could have gone with Pierre. Oh yeah, like, Pierre. I can do. Pierre. I can do Pierre. Or Jean. Jean Luc. Jean Claude. Jean Luc. Jean Luc. Yeah. Jean All of these, Jean-Paul. I reckon, I, I would have guessed the escargot because you went Guadalupe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, On the fateful night uh, with the battle later represented by a statue, that was Seren. Then we had hundreds of fish falling from the sky completely inexplicably, which Seren and Al picked. That was Kirsty. The llama being stolen also was correct. Kirsty gets maximum three points. No! Ole, 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 ole. Whoa, this oh, changes no. everything. Oh, no, that's a real air raid. <laughs> <laughs> Going to have to cancel the pod. <laughs> Quick score update. Going to the final round, we've got Seren on one point, Alistair on four points, Kirsty on six points, <gasps> but just maintaining a slim lead is the house on seven points. Ooh. 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 So going to the final question, really uh, it is pretty much anyone's game. Uh, occasionally, not Seren's, but, but occasionally, uh, Seren, I think it happened maybe the first time when you were on last. If you want, you can go for triple points in the final round, which would mean you can get nine points and leap to the lead okay. if you want. Yeah. But you don't have to. There's <laughs> really want, no downside. Yeah, I want. Yeah, I do want that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. In the past, it's always led to whoever's leading winning by more. Yeah. But unless Kirsty or Al have any problems with that, Nah. Let's go triple points. Go on oh, triple, triple points, points for final round. Okay. Hang on, I think it was my choice. Let's <laughs> oh. go triple points. <laughs> uh, the final question comes from Julian Wren from Melbourne. We always finish with a film synopsis, so you've got to write a, a film synopsis here. What is the synopsis for the 2004 film Debs, which is D.E.B.S? What is the synopsis for the 2004 film Debs? And while your answers are being written, here's some more information about the Llama Bender from an article in The Guardian. The escapade happened in the early hours of Thursday as the youths passed the circus after leaving a city nightclub. We went in and played with the animals, one of the revelers, Mateo, said. Uh, We ended up taking the llama, named Serge, with us. The youths also allegedly took a stuffed lion toy and a trombone. Mateo said the llama seemed happy to follow the group, like a dog on a leash, he said, and had no problem taking the night tram. He hopped on without a problem. We followed suit and took a ride with him. There were other passengers. However, the animal fell foul of a ticket inspector who alerted the tram driver. Serge moved along the tram and we couldn't hold on to him. The inspector made him get off and tied him to a lamppost, Matteo added. The llama nappers fled and were picked up later by police. Uh, The director of the Cirque Franco-Italian, I would be able to pronounce that better, I reckon. What was it? Cirque Franco-Italian. Cirque Franco-Italian. That's perfect. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, 
Well, he and a guy named John initially failed to see the funny side of the incident, saying it could have ended very badly and threatened legal action against the youths. But he later withdrew his police complaint after dozens of Surge fans flocked to the circus to take a picture of him. <laughs> He's like, this is awful, it's bad. You should be looking after the llamas like this is not funny. And then it was good for business and he changed his tune saying, it's amazing. The incident became a huge media event. They're talking about him from Australia to Poland. <laughs> it's so funny. He's like, this is not on. Hang on, is this good for my business? <laughs> I love these guys. Stealing the llama, fantastic. It's so good. They talked about it in Poland. Uh, a Facebook group, Support the Bordeaux Five, who took Serge the Llama for a tramway ride, had 732,000 likes by Monday of the same week. Serge appears to have no hangover from his night out and is back in the circus ring. All right, everyone's answers are in. Here is the final question. What is the synopsis for the 2004 film Debs? While a group of teenagers are getting ready to attend their debutante ball, strange things start happening around their town. No strangers to misadventure, they set aside their plans for the evening to get to the bottom of what's going on, changing their lives forever. Uh, recruited by the US government, a group of schoolgirl crime fighters find their mission is compromised when their squad leader falls in love with a criminal mastermind intent on destroying Australia. Oh. The movie follows a vindictive southern belle as she murders all the other eligible young women in her county in order to secure her place as the most popular debutante of the social season. Mariana is ready to become a woman at her debutante ball. <laughs> However, her date Stefano falls ill with tuberculosis. <laughs> but since nothing in the rules say she can't dance with her horse... <laughs> <laughs> she and her community go on a journey of tolerance to allow two fillies to dance together indoors. I hate it. <laughs> you use hate in a different way to me. Uh, Deborah Sterling, a housewife in rural Texas, finds herself in the middle of a sinister government cover-up when footage of a UFO crash is uploaded online under the username Deb. Can she find the original poster before the Secret Service silences every Deb, Deborah, and Debbie in town? <laughs> <laughs> or alarm bells ring when three elves go missing from Santa's factory. Sergeant Waghorn must decipher a code to find them. But will he get there before the Drunk Elves Bureau Society? Debs. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, do you need to hear him again? <laughs> Maybe it's the first two. Yeah. First Sorry. two, yep. Yeah. So the first one was a group of teenagers getting ready to attend their debutante balls. Uh, strange things start happening around their town. They're no strangers to misadventure. They set aside their plans uh, to get to the bottom of what's going on, changing their lives forever. And recruited by the US government, a group of schoolgirl crime fighters find their mission compromised when their squad leader falls in love with a criminal mastermind intent on destroying Australia. Then you have the vindictive Southern Bell. Uh, you have the horse dance. Uh, <laughs> the, the the Secret Service going after Debs, Debras, and Debbies, or the uh, Drunk Elves Bureau Society. Kirsty, do you want to go? You're you're the one with the best shot here. Do you want to go first or last, or what do you want to do? Triple points. Triple points. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll go last because I think I went first the last couple of times. Okay. So that, that's only fair. What do you think, Al? Oof. Oh man! Um, I would have said the second one, where the the Debs come and save Australia. But then it starts with like the Secret Service. 
So it's like somehow the Americans are helping them save Australia? Yeah. Mm. Recruited by a U.S. government. The U.S. government. That yeah, there's matter. a few red flags in that one for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, I'm going to go with the elf one. Elf one. I, that, I, I that, love how you've gone from skepticism <laughs> about number two and you're like, the elves with that no. very clunky. Yeah, no, okay, wait. It can't acronym. be that. Okay. <laughs> that. Um, I'll just go number one. All right, number one for Al. The God very damn. clunky acronym. <laughs> um, drunk Elf Bureau Society? Yeah, I was like, I was like, if it's a family movie, they're not gonna refer to the elves as drunk. No. <laughs> Drunk elf, you're right, society. I hadn't even that at all. That's very funny. Uh, Saran, what are you thinking? I think it's number one. Number one? Yep. For <sighs> Saran. Kirsty, what are you thinking? Now, are you, you going to do that thing where you don't lock in the first I one because both of them have done it? Because if all three of you go for the same one and it's correct, you will I'll win. Get, what is it? 85 points. Three <laughs> points. You get three points per. Correct answer, or do you want to go somewhere else? Oh, there's so many red flags in all of them. <laughs> I mean, number one's the one that's written most like a movie synopsis. But also, you got to remember, you haven't heard of this movie for a reason, you know. <laughs> that's true as <laughs> yeah. well. Has that brought the drunk health back into play? <laughs> Let's go. And this is, oh, I, yeah, okay. You've raised a good point with that, so it's given me a bit more confidence to go with the Deb Deborah's Debbie <laughs> okay. one. That's good. It, yeah, all I right. think. All right, I'm going to look in the Deb Deborah Debbie one. Here's who wrote the answers: uh, the Drunk Elves Bureau Society was written by Seren, <laughs> which makes it so brutal that Kirsty talked Al out of it. it. <laughs> Alan points. locked it in. That's triple points. <laughs> Alan locked it in. Kirsty's like, it's definitely not that. And I was like, no, you're right. Seren is already counting his three points. He's only ever scored one before. Al was about to <laughs> multiply that by four. Al would have had to make a sound effect and everything. It would have, it would have been yeah, huge. He would have done the air race. Brutal work from Jesse there. I'm so sorry. I feel dreadful. Uh, then we had uh, the horse dance. That was Alice there, which obviously I, I loved, and I apologise for ruining it okay, for you I'll by just... laughing my way through it. When I wrote that, by the way, I, I spent so long trying to come up with the acronym <laughs> yeah. and then everyone was finished. <laughs> so I had to work backwards. <laughs> yeah. uh, then we had the vindictive Southern Belle um, uh, murdering all other eligible young women. That was the house. Kirsty locked in the one looking after Deb, Debra's and Debbie's in town. That was also the house. The house. So the house is, <laughs> house is up by four points now. The first one, which Alan Seren locked in, was Kirsty's. So that's six oh! points to Kirsty, meaning the correct answer was recruited by the US government as a group of schoolgirl crime fighters oh. find their mission compromised when the squad leader falls in love with a criminal mastermind intent on destroying Australia. So that's six points to Kirsty, three points to the house. Let me tabulate the final scores. In the meantime, let me quickly tell you that Rotten Tomatoes gives Debs 42% critical not bad. consensus. Not, not as bad as what it's not even yeah, thought. It should be. Uh, Steve Hunter gave it a positive review, writing for the Washington Post saying, It's so spoofy, it's difficult to call good or even bad. Just say it's smooth. Just such a weird review. Mark Lukenbill from ScreenSlate also gave it a positive review, writing, As with the majority of the most eminently watchable films of that period, sometimes it is best not to ask how good, but rather how gay. 
which is also a strange review. <laughs> and a less positive review comes from Richard Roper writing, is it a satire of stupid movies or is it just a stupid movie? All right, here's the final score check on one point. Saran, which is still his career best. It's quite quite noble, Saran. It's quite noble. Alistair on four points, which was at one point the leading score. It was incredible. He went cold after round three. Yeah, couldn't do it again. (laughs) Uh, In second place on ten points, it's the house. But out in front, first time winner on 12 points, it's Kirsty Weeberg. Congratulations. Can I get an air horn? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh. oh my, it's very impressive, but I'm just thinking about how much it would stress me out if I was listening to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially going to sleep. You yeah. know. Now, I think you're all doing uh, comedy festivals coming up. What are you up to uh, in 2023? I've got a brand new show touring the country called A Bit of Fun, Perth, Adelaide, Brisbane, Sydney, Canberra, Melbourne, other cities to be announced. Get around me, get on my socials, buy a ticket, treat yourselves. Fantastic. So, Anna, are you doing a show next year? Yeah, I've got a show. Uh, it's in Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide, and it's uh, one of the funniest shows in the festival. Wow. Not true. Nah, it is. <laughs> it is. I have one of the most garbage shows in the whole festival <laughs> this year. This it's is gonna, true. It's going to be called Alice <laughs> to Virtual in brackets, no relation. And it's just me and it's going to be a bloody ripper. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of bit of fun. A lot of fun. What's the title of yours? Oh, I forgot to say the title. Yeah. It's called The Bag of Vegeta. Yeah, and mine's going to be The Bag of Vaginas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, a lot of fun. <laughs> a bag of the vaginas. Alice Job Life Virtual. I'm no doing a show in Adelaide, Melbourne called Ding. Uh, we're also doing a do go on quiz show at the Melbourne Comedy Festival on Monday nights, which will be a lot of fun. Um, anyway, thanks so much for joining us. I hope you all have a fantastic new year. You too. Thanks for having me. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. As we're a new show, it'd be great if you'd help get the word out there. Please give us a five star review and tell your friends if you think you know anyone who might enjoy it. Cheers for tuning in to Who Knew It with Matt Stewart. And now that you know it, I've been Matt Stewart. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.